Hey there, welcome to our podcast. Pastors Todd and Mary have a message for you this week that they believe will inspire hope, unleash potential, and change your life. Make sure to subscribe to get a new one every week. Enjoy. Yeah, now last week we kicked off our series, Drama Train. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed teaching it. It was a lot of fun. And we had some really funny parts. What did you think of the message last week? Oh, I loved it, especially the Urban Dictionary's um, definition of drama. That was and interesting. I know if you know if you're a lady and if you're a teenager, you must have been laughing to yourself because I was definitely laughing because I remember my teenage years and how they were filled with drama. Lots of drama. Now, even though a lot of people thought that was my that was not my definition of drama, I was very clear that was the Urban Dictionary 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 <laughs> Dictionary version of drama. I gave my definition of drama which is exaggeration mm-hmm. for attention or infection. There's a lot of people that are filled with drama because they exaggerate. Yes. It's like, I caught a yeah. fish this big, then I caught a fish this big, yeah. and then I caught a fish this big. They exaggerate because they just want more attention. It's drawn to themselves, or they do it for infection. They want to actually infect people around them. Yes. I thought that was a real powerful definition of drama. Yeah, I thought it was so. And I wrote yes. it. I I thought it was powerful, too. And if you haven't seen last week's sermon, you have to go on our app. On YouTube. On YouTube. Check it out. You really need to hear it. Yeah, it'll impact your life. I thought it was so powerful. I I did it with no notes, which has been my MO lately, which causes drama in some of our conversations. Why don't you have notes? Why aren't you prepared? Even right now, as we're in this M1 train. I'm just freelancing and following this beauty because we're going to have a talk about drama. Yeah. Drama is very important. We got to understand not only what drama is, which is what we did last week, Mm -hmm. but we got to know where drama came from. Yeah. Yeah. And when you really look at, at drama and you look at God's word, right, there was drama from the beginning. And when you look and you see, um, you know, Lucifer, Satan, There was drama with him. Drama king. And how did that drama start? Because he had a desire for something that was not his. He wanted to be like God, right? And I think so much of drama starts with wanting something that you don't possess, that you don't have. And, um, And that happens with Lucifer. And as you go through the Bible, you see that in so many different stories. Yes. And... I really want to kind of dig into that drama comes from our sinful nature. Mm, That's good. Right? Drama was there from the beginning, and almost it seems like when we're born, that drama kind of starts, right? (laughs) Drama. How many early mornings? I mean, I fake sleep. Come on, dads. How many of you fake sleep? Baby was crying, you fake sleep. You created drama. You got the hit. You got the push. Wake up! Right? Drama. (laughs) So true. Yeah. And um, as you look, you know, throughout the Bible, we talked about Lucifer desiring to be like God. And then you get into Adam and Eve and the same thing. You know, you had the cunning serpent. And when he was talking to um, Eve, he said to her, don't you desire to have wisdom like God? Mm. And that was something that was not hers. And yet she desired it. And you look at Cain and Abel, the same thing. He desired... To, um, and he was jealous of his brother's offering to God because he didn't have that same offering. And then you look, um, you know, Joseph and his brothers, right? They were so jealous of Joseph because 
Joseph possessed something that they did not have. Wow. He almost had the favor of God. And so when you look at it, and this is a really good question, do you think that everybody has the same type of favor? Well, I think drama can keep us from the favor of God. There are people that riddle with drama throughout the Bible, and as yeah. you examine from cover to cover and you read it, you'll realize the drama they allowed in determined their destiny that would come out. When you allow drama into your life, it diminishes the amount of destiny that can be produced through your life. And so I look at my life. My life is filled with a lot of drama yes. growing up. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Now, I don't talk a lot about it. Sometimes I'll throw a little yeah. hint out there left and right. Um, I'm trying to honor my family, honor my history, because mm -hmm. if you dishonor your history, you might also discredit your destiny. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I honor my history because my history is what makes me who I am today. It's what... Some of the, the abuse I grew up with, the difficulty I grew up with, has made me that confident yes. person. But I didn't want to allow the drama in. Yes. And so I think what happens is there's some people that are more gifted than we are, mm -hmm. more talented than we mm -hmm. are, mm -hmm. but yet they do less. I wonder if it's because their sinful nature and drama just kind of yes. percolates to yeah. the surface yeah. and they kind of don't act like their Heavenly Father they act like the original drama king, Lucifer. Yeah, and I think that when you let drama infect mm -hmm. your life, um, you miss out on being obedient yeah. to that voice of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, um, leading you. And because the drama becomes so overwhelming in your life, you almost thrive on that drama. It becomes an infection that kind of goes throughout your whole body, right? Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting is a lot of people end up thinking, well, this infection, I can handle this kind of drama. We're not wired to handle the drama. Yes. We're wired to remove the drama yes. from our lives. And I think what happens is, is this perpetual cycle. Yeah. Drama, drama, drama. And that's why you got to break the generational drama curse yeah. that goes on and on and on. Church, we're talking to you straight today. There's so many people today in churches, in schools, in places of employment that are so filled with drama that they'll never discover their destiny. Here's what we want. We want you to begin to diminish the sinful nature's power on your life so that you can become everything God designed you to be. Mm -hmm. Because we are hardwired with the Spirit of God wanting to connect to us, but drama all, often becomes the barrier to the Holy Spirit's power being unleashed yes, in our lives. Absolutely. You know, um, when you were talking about um, the lady at the well, the Samaritan mm -hmm. woman at the well last week, you know, talking to Jesus, you know, so often we think of Jesus as full of grace and mercy, and yeah. he is. Yes. He's so full of grace and mercy. When we come to him with the drama in our life, that sin nature in our life, um, you know, Jesus is quick to forgive. But, you know, the, the part of the story that, um, that I think that so often that we don't look at is the part where Jesus kind of says, okay, I know the drama that you have in your life, and I kind of want to call you to something better. And, you know, so often we forget about the judgment of God, too, yeah. you know, and that judgment of God helps us to see, you know, through the Holy Spirit that we, God has something better for us. And we have to kind of turn from our sinful ways. And so, and, you know, it kind of reminded me too of, of um, the woman that was caught in adultery. 
And when all of the, you know, people brought her out to be stoned. Talk about drama. Yes. Obviously, she was caught in the act. Yes. Like, here she is sleeping with somebody, yeah. and the men grab her out and bring her into the middle of the village, and they're about to stone her, and here walks in the hero called Jesus. Yes, yes. And like you were saying last week, you know, um, Jesus definitely lifted up women, and he definitely had so much grace and mercy on this woman, this woman. And, um, you know, so often I think that we focus on that and I think that we should, yeah, grace and but mercy. then, you know, what does Jesus say to her? Well, first he says, um, he without sin cast the first stone. And so everybody throws down their stones, but what does he say? I'm not going to leave you here because yeah. he says to her, go and sin no more. And, you know, I think that's the same thing, you know, with, with drama. Jesus is saying to us, stop the drama. Yeah because you're gonna miss out on everything that I have for you. Go and drama no more. Yes. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Go and drama no more. I think that the, the beautiful thing about that is, you know, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. Yes, yes. And a lot of people speak love and truth. Yeah. They flip it, but truth precedes love. Mm -hmm. Because here's what you gotta understand. If I don't speak truth, I don't love you. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so we're speaking truth to you, church. Too many people are filled with Drama, and they're staying on the drama train. You know how many people we talk to? They're in the same perpetual yeah. cycle for 5, 10, 15 years. Yes. And we're li we've given the prescription, don't do this. Go and sin no more. Go yes. and drama no more. Yes. And you still go and drama yes. more. Yes. And you wonder why you're in the same, on the same drama train. Because if you're on the drama train too long, it'll drive you spiritually insane. And I think that's, hap that's what's happened yeah. to a lot of people because remember drama is exaggeration you can even exaggerate who you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm better than this mm -hmm. I can do more than yes. this and the reality is we are only who we are because of who Jesus is grace and truth mm -hmm. speak the truth in love the grace was he who is without sin cast the first stone mm -hmm. we love that part because that's about the woman but it's also truth about the man. Mm. The men that were gathered, he's called all of them out. Yeah. You are, you all sin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you have no sin now, oh, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden these guys dropped their stones and they left the drama train. Yeah. And then he confronted this woman and said, hey, yeah, you've done some bad things, but go and sin no more because I'm not going to condemn you. And he brought truth with love, extended grace. Yeah. And I think that's where drama starts to diminish itself mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah, no, it's so true. And, you know, um, as I was reading uh, this week, you know, and looking throughout the Bible and all the drama that's in the Bible, I've been reading the... David and Bathsheba, there's drama. Oh, my goodness, yes. And see, oh, no, and the drama causes consequences, right? Big time. And, um, and sometimes, you know, we don't want to hear that, right? Because all the, the drama in our life leads to sinful choices, and when we keep in that sinful choices, like you were saying before, um, you know, there's so many consequences to it. And if we don't get out of those sinful choices, we're never going to um, experience the destiny that God has for us. But as I was reading through the New Testament um, and I was reading um, through all of the epistles, you know, basically the letters that Paul wrote to these different churches, there was a lot of drama in these churches, oh right? Um, and a lot of this drama was started because of, the sin that they allow to be continued in these churches. So these are believers, and I want you to catch this. Paul is writing to believers who are not leaving the drama. 
they're wanting to stay in their sinful nature. And I was reading in Galatians, and, it's, and this is what Paul says to the church in Galatia. He says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, that you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves, mm. that drama, right? The sinful nature wants to do evil, what is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. When you need to uh, follow the desires of your sin sinful natures, the results are clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, anger um, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I've said before, that anyone living that sort of evil life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So when you read that, right, it really makes you see that not only is Jesus the God of, of mercy and grace, but he's also the God of judgment. And when we live, constantly live on this drama train and we're living in our sinful nature and we're not letting the spirit guide us, what does he say at the end? You will not inherit the kingdom yeah, of God. And here's what's interesting about the judgment of God. We don't understand judgment because we are not just. So when we see so injustice good. in the world today, it's because humanity is not just. So God's judgment is always filled with justice. Mm -hmm. He always does what is right because it is right. The justice of God is perfect judgment. We see judgment as negative because we'll see a court case that we're following and it doesn't go the right direction. We're like, see, there's so much... It's because we're human. Yeah. We don't understand. But God's justice, when we say the justice of God or the judgment of God, we shouldn't run from that. We should run toward it because his judgment is just. In other words, it is always right. Dramatic people will always question justice mm -hmm. and ju the justice and judgment of God because they want it their way mm -hmm. because it's still that yes. selfish, yeah. sinful yeah. nature that craves attention and craves infection. And they do it by exaggerating all the time. Drama, 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 drama. So how do you resolve drama in your life? That's, I mean, that's really a great question. And that's really the crux of it. We know, now we know what drama is. We know where it comes from. We know drama is an exaggeration yeah. for attention or affection. We know it comes from our sinful nature. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's us trying to be like the drama king, the ultimate drama king, which was Lucifer. Now it's, how do you resolve it? Yes. I mean, I look, and I can live in a perpetual state of offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have someone come up to me after a Sunday service where I'm thinking, this is the greatest sermon of all, and they're like, that was terrible. You said this, and I'm like... Or I can get an email, or I can get a DM, I can get an IG message, all that stuff. And I could literally run through yeah. this cycle of, oh my gosh, like when you're a public figure, when you are in front of people at mm -hmm. any height or level, whether it's hundreds, thousands, millions, people look at you differently and they mm -hmm. feel like they could say anything mm -hmm. to you, yeah, about you, or even sometimes through you. And so there's a couple of things I've had to do. Uh, you tell me if you agree with these, babe. Uh, first, I say, I have to number one, go to God. Yes. Yeah, I have to go to him priority. because um, when there's drama kind of hitting me from all sides and 
And it does in church. Like a lot of people think, well, you're pastors. You don't deal with drama. Trust me, we deal with a lot mm. of drama. And the, cha- the challenge is, it's really not our drama. Yeah. It seems like everybody else's drama comes and infects us. Yeah. And I think anytime you're with people, right? Yeah. You're working with people. You live with people. There's always going to be some sort of drama. No, we don't have any drama with our kids. We, never, never. Just the other day, we we're talking about the bougie life of our children. Like how they want certain things, enjoy certain things. And we, oh my goodness, all this conversation happening. But, you know, drama, drama, drama is all around us. Yes. We got to determine yeah. whether we allow it in us. Yes. And so the way you keep it from coming yes. in us mm-hmm. is first going to God and saying, hey, God, I got to process this with yes. you just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I'll take prayer walks. Yeah. Whenever I take a prayer walk, understand I'm processing something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of, okay, I just need a moment with God. Yeah. I need no distractions. I don't need to look at my phone. I don't need to look at my computer. I just need to get with God. Yeah. Just look, that's my and first And I step. think that's personally, even in our, you know, in our household, if we ever have a disagreement or something where there's some sort of drama, we always are that type of person. We'll kind of just say, all right, we need to just take some time, some time alone, some time with God. Um, and it's important because you don't want to say something in your anger. That you'll regret. That you'll regret. Yes. Because words once spoken. Never return. Yep. They're always exactly. out there. For They're always out there. Yeah. And so... You know, I grew up in, a, in an environment where everyone said whatever they wanted to. Two minutes later, I love you. We're awesome, right? And those words mm-hmm. still come back 30 years later and sometimes plague me with insecurity or doubts. And that's why I have to, when there's something like that that happens, I've got to run to God first. Yes. And I've got to say, God, I just need to clean this out for you. But the second thing I have to do is I have to go to someone that I trust Mm -hmm. to be able to talk, to process with. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that'll be you. I'll go process things. Usually church-related, stuff like that, I'll first process with you. And sometimes it's overwhelming for you. Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, you just got home. Give us a break. We just need to have family time. And so that's sometimes, sometimes it's going to be her, sometimes it's going to be my pastor friends Mm -hmm. that I'm accountable to, which I have that, and I'm blessed with that. So I'll process with somebody say, listen, help me understand, where was this coming from? It's kind of hit me from left field, so I'm going to process it, and then I'm also going to give it time. Yeah, so important. You know, what's that old quote, time heals all wounds? Yeah. Uh, That's not true unless you add the right ingredient in the time. Because if you just let time go, you just become a bitter old person. But if you allow time and God to heal you, that's when you become a better person, not a bitter person. And so when it comes to drama, sometimes you got to let some time get in between it and there's been times we've been hurt by people in church yeah. or friends or family, and we have to allow time to pass yes. for us to be ready for a conversation because yes. we're not always ready for that conversation. Uh, there's no superhumans out there. Yeah. There's no one that, well, the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Let's think about that for a minute. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Isn't about, i got to resolve this right now mm-hmm. because... A lot of people have fake forgiveness. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let the sun go down on the anger. We're good. And in reality, you're still carrying, carrying that weight of bitterness mm-hmm. with you. What that really means is you've got to resolve the issue. You've got to, at the earliest point possible, resolve the drama. Yeah. And it's so important that you don't go to everybody oh. about the drama. Because so often, you know, that flesh kind of peeks itself through and you want to discuss it with everybody, all your girlfriends, all your guy friends. And then what ends up happening? It gets back to the person. Everything gets exaggerated, even Mm -hmm. more blown up. 
even more. And then you could possibly, you know, ruin a friendship, a relationship that could have been amazing. And so, um, you know, I think that's so important for us as Christians to know what the Bible says. When somebody offends you, don't cancel them. And I think that we live in such a culture. That's it. I want you out of my life. I'm going to cancel you. But the Bible says, go to your brother or sister, right? Then if it can't be resolved, then go to who? The elders of the church. The elders of the church. Don't go to social media. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing you could do. Don't email, don't text. <laughs> you go to your elders. Yeah. And they come and they help bring resolution. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of it. Here's, here's what I've learned about drama. If you don't grow up, you'll blow up. Mm-hmm. If you don't grow up, you'll blow up. If you don't grow up through the drama you experience, you'll blow up by the drama you experience. Yeah. And so we've got to make sure we make the right choice. Here's what we want for our church. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. We want a drama-free church Mm -hmm. that is pursuing their destiny with God. I don't want, I I can't stand drama. I know. I really don't like drama. I I mean, people might think I I don't like drama. I'm not the savior of the world. There was only one. Yes. There's only one person that could solve every drama, and that is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I want him to be our our drama solver. Because if he solves our drama and he gives us the tools that we need Mm -hmm. to be able to solve that, We'll be filled with the Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And drama sucks joy out of our life. That's so true. Drama does suck joy out of your life. And listen, you know, as you grow, as you grow in your relationship with God, um, you'll see how the drama, when you face it, you have so much more of a strength when you realize that the joy comes from the Lord. When you wait on Him, he kind of just fills you up and, um, and it just helps you to kind of get through those, those drama areas. But um, I loved our discussion today. Listen, I always like talking with you. <laughs> really? I think you should keep me around <laughs> for at least a few more years. Our goal is 50 years. We want to be married 50 years. So at 50, I could just oh drama. Just kidding. <laughs> we're going to pass 50 years. We're going to pass 50 years because we're not yes. living with drama. Yeah. We're running from drama. And so, hey, would you do us a favor? Would you close your eyes wherever you're seated at right now? Would you just close your eyes? And I just want you to think for a minute. Where have you allowed drama to dictate your direction? Where have you allowed drama to dictate your direction? And here's what I want you to do really quick. Say, God, I'm giving you that drama right now. I'm giving you that drama. Remember, drama, we know what it is. It's exaggeration for attention or infection. But we also know today where it comes from your sinful nature. So when you begin to recognize and remove the drama, you begin to crucify the sinful nature, your flesh, the desires of this world, and now you begin to become the person God's called you to be. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to release it to him right now. Whatever area you're experiencing drama, just release it to him. Say, God, I'm giving you this right now. God, I'm releasing this drama, maybe from a wound as a child that you experienced through abuse or neglect, or whatever it might be. Maybe it was in your marriage, or from a family member or friend. Here, just just release it to him right now. Say, God, I want to live a drama-free life so I can live a destiny-filled life. A drama-free life so I can live a destiny-filled life. Release it to him right now. Go ahead. Let it go to him. Right now in this moment, this is a sacred moment. God's healing some of your drama right now. I feel it right now, even though we're on a train. I know in that room, you are feeling it right now. Whether you're watching online, you're feeling it right now. Jesus, release your healing from drama right now. 
In the name of Jesus, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, that you haven't called us to live a drama-filled life. You've designed us to live a destiny-filled life. So God, make our church drama-free as we lift you up. Father, I pray for those who've been filled with drama. Free them today in the name of Jesus. As they've lifted it up to you, as they said, Jesus, here's my drama, I pray you take it. Your word says, cast all our cares, all our worries, even our dramas on you, because you care for us. So Lord, I pray we deboard the drama train so we can get on the destiny train. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.